0: The amount of knowledge Doug has of lyrics of boy band songs. (laughs) Especially You Don't Know You're Beautiful. He'll still break out that. You don't have to do that. One
1: direction, man. I'm into it. They introduced me to One Direction. I love boy band music. It's fun. Yeah. Welcome everyone to the Kim. Peak show where everybody gets a little Kimspiration. It happens because Kim Peek is a woman of substance and she is here to inspire you, to encourage you, to coach you in what it means to follow God and pursue your faith in this world. So ladies and gentlemen, here she is. Kim Peek.
0: I gotta have you on every time to do the intro because nobody does it like your husband, right? I'm a
1: hype man for you, baby. You're
0: the hype man. I, I need that. You're my I'll get you some pom poms next time. Uh, so, that's
1: awesome. So what's your mission?
0: Yeah. Well my mission, the reason we're doing this podcast is I wanna see women thrive, thrive in their faith. Their family and their work, whether their work is in the home, outside of the home, or in many cases, both. And what we want to do is we want to take the news of today and make sense of it for our lives. There are so many issues, but what matters is that we have to have the tools to build our relationships and go after our pursuits to make meaningful changes in our world. So the news in the world affects our world and you're going to run
1: this all through a biblical frame of reference.
0: That's right. That's right. The Truth, the truth,
1: the truth of the one and only truth. So tell me, what are you, uh, passionate about what is on your radar today?
0: Yeah. So the issue we want to talk about today is kids, kids today. So I think everyone knows whether you have kids or not that kids in the last couple of years have just been. Gosh, I'd even say under assault and usually you are the hyperbole person, but I would say kids are under assault and we see that in the numbers and in the show notes, there's going to be references to all of these statistics because back in the day, what did I start my career as Doug?
1: You love talking about the details. That's right.
0: I was a math teacher, and as math, we don't fool with the numbers, right? Two plus two is four. So, again, you can check out the notes, which give a lot more information at these articles. But here's something from the journal from the American Medical Association. Just a couple months ago says even before the pandemic anxiety and depression were becoming more common among children and adolescents increasing 27 percent and 24 percent respectively from 2016 to 2019. And if you think a look at those years, that's before the coronavirus pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But by 2020, 9.2% of all kids had been diagnosed with anxiety problems and 2.4 million kids had been diagnosed with depression. Mm. That is a lot of kids. It also says that about 5 million kids experienced behavior and conduct problems in 2020, a 21% increase from the previous year. Now, another study found that social isolation and loneliness during remote learning occurred for half of teenagers. And you know, I'm surprised it's not even more. Maybe they just didn't uh, ask the right questions to all those teenagers, because I saw this in my own life, right? Our son was in ninth grade. Totally wiped out the last year. He probably would have played tennis at school, which was a personal sadness for me, I think more than for him. But what happened is that spring, where was he? He was on his computer for school. And, you know, I noticed at the beginning, you know, I I see him get online and it'd be in the Zoom call. And what would you see? You'd see all these kids and their teacher, right? On the little squares, right? A few weeks later, what happened? I'd see him log on, and all you saw were names pretty much. Yeah, you didn't
1: see people turn their cameras off.
0: Exactly. And, And what just happened is the whole area of remote learning just became as it says, isolation and loneliness. And, you know, we really watched Jake, our our son. We really tried to get him out of the house as much as we could during that time, which was difficult, and we all know how difficult that was. But I remember one time we went through the Chick-fil-A drive-in, Jake and I, and that was like a party, right? Because they have, what, 10 young people out there taking orders and all these cars and we're getting food. And that was like... Just something to see other people, right? mm -hmm. And interact, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And interact. And so it's interesting. um, Also, the number of suspected suicide attempts increased 26% Mm. that year for girls, okay? And then just in 2021, the rate increased over. 50%, another 50% higher. Wow! And I I think that just points to the news of today shows us that kids are having a hard time and why we want to focus on this and, and see about how that news in the world affects your world is because there's a lot we can do as parents. And even if we don't have kids at home, or even if we don't have kids at all, there's a lot we can do to be a positive presence in the area wherever we see kids and interact with kids doug can you speak to that a minute before yeah, we talk I think about that, our family
1: uh, one of the things that was really significant about what you said is basically one out of every four kids ha- is experiencing uh clinical levens, levels of depression and anxiety and these are teenagers and so instead of being at a point where they're developing emotionally and ready to launch what they're actually is they've really been hindered and i think many uh psychologists psychiatrists and teaching professionals have come to the conclusion that basically every teenager that went through COVID has wiped out two years of their life both educationally and emotionally Uh, in the maturation process. So this is pretty significant stuff. It needs to be addressed. Uh, We need to figure out how to intentionally navigate it. And that's why I love your thoughts on this. I love your input on this because you really want to inspire people. You don't like to just identify problems or issues. You like to be realistic and point them out and show how real they are. But then you have all of these ideas and attitudes and thoughts and and, and principles that help inspire people and encourage them and motivate them to overcome all of these challenges that the world has thrown in front of them
0: exactly the challenges our world is thrown at our kids and that's exactly what we want to get into now is talking about what you can do and there's so much you can do one of the articles i read ended with these words we need to help kids Reset, Because as you said, in many cases, they've lost a year or two in so many ways, right? And that has really affected them. So what can we do? And what you can do is in your world, right? And what I specifically want to do today is talk to moms and dads, right? I mean, this is for women, but sometime we're going to have Doug on is going to be just as applicable for um, the fathers. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about three of our family core values and how we played that out with our kids, right? And we're each going to speak to them, and um, they're pretty fun. You know, sometimes we'll share with you kind of um, some things we didn't do so well. And this today isn't like, oh, look at us, look at what we did well. This is like we're in the journey with you. As parents, this is what we're doing, and we've got to hold on to these core values. So we're going to talk about three of them. The first one is a family mission statement, having your family values articulated. And this is so important. And you know, um, Doug is really going to speak to this in a minute, but I'll just say what I really remember as our first two were growing up is Doug, sometimes at dinner, he, we would talk about things going on and he'd say, well, this is what peaks do. He made a very concerted intentional effort to develop our family identity, mm-hmm. right? That produced a lot of security for our kids and stability for our kids. We talked about last week. It was important for us to always have at least one of us available to our kids No matter what, and you know, when you build up that family identity, that just gives more security. And I think that's so important. So Doug, what else would you share about, um, having that, that mission statement, articulating those family values?
1: Whenever you reset or you pivot or you make a transformation or transition, you always have to go upstream and re-clarify your core values. And that's what a mission statement does is it goes and says, what is really important to us? And the best way to do that, in my opinion is exemplified. This isn't my idea. I saw this, this was a family. And what mom did is she got, she had three teenagers and she got them together and she got out a bunch of sticky notes. And so what she did is she started asking them questions and we provided, uh, uh, questions that you could ask to help clarify your values. And that is, is that what are the funnest things that we do as a family? What are the most important things you think, um, uh, are about having and being part of a family, uh, what do you think is the goal of of a family. And so you ask these questions and the kids start answering them and they start writing down their answers this is what was funnest their best vacation and this and that, and the other, and then what they did is they started putting these things up on the wall and, uh, what do you think is the most important values we should have And then what is the most important goals we should have? And, and how, what do you think is the best strategy in order for us to achieve being a really close and loving family? And so these kids are writing up their own values and she started organizing them and then what she did is she. Put put them on a board and then she wrote a mission statement based on the things they said and she used these sticky notes and picked the ones that kind of encapsulated the the most important parts and so she wrote up you know these seven or eight th- uh, principles that made up their mission statement. And so I, I think that's, what's really, really critical. And in our house, what we did is you found these boards, these big posters and they're like, I don't know what you call them. They're like box tops or something. There's these big giant box tops and you hang them on the wall and it just, it, it has these statements and it says, uh, one of the things about our family, when you come into our family and you have dinner with us. The thing that I think is really hard for people when they come and have dinner with us and all three of my kids are there, <laughs> is they're is they're really kind of almost, they're taken aback. I would say they're taken aback. And the reason why is because what happens is they sit down, I'll say the prayer, and then usually I will ask a question and it's, it's yep. not a, it's yep. not a, how was your day question? It's, <laughs> it's, Hey. You know, Congress passed this law about such and such, what do you think? And off to the races, man, my kids start giving opinions and then they debate each other and they're throwing stuff in and out and, and, and Kim is trying to get, Or I mean, it is a hundred miles an hour of conversation. And I think what's so funny is my two older children are married, and we went on a family vacation last year to Whitefish, Montana. And so I asked some question, and they started debating this question and talking about it. And my daughter's husband is used to just really uh, calm dinners how are you? Everyone what's going taking on?
0: their turn yeah. as it should be at times.
1: <laughs> and it never is. And so you can see you know, he starts getting a little sweaty on the top of his forehead and he's worried that all this heated debate, you know, is like going to cause conflict and everything. And I, I, I was just listening, you know, and I'll throw stuff out now and then, because I'm just having fun watching the, the turmoil happen. And, and cause what I'm watching and what I'm seeing is I'm seeing young people clarify their values, clarify what they think, defend what they think. You know, and, and so I shared with him, I said, Hey, Ryan, you're starting to break out in a sweat. He goes, this is really uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I, go, I go, why is that? And so let's talk about that. <laughs> and then, so we started talking about that and then he got involved and all these things were going on. It was just, it was a ton of fun. And the thing about dinner at our house is it was an, a, an opportunity for us to connect and to debate. Uh, sometimes dinners are hard. You know, something happened, you know, like when grades come out and, and, uh, one of the things that I always felt about grades, that was really, really important to me, especially when they were in middle school and stuff like that is the way our system works in public educ. our kids went to public education school, all public schools. And what a lot of people don't realize is in middle school, the only reason your kid doesn't get an A is because of effort. <laughs> now, a lot of people don't like hearing not,
0: that. Not in math always.
1: So does. Well, I, I, when they say that you can retake the test and you can redo your homework and you can redo this and it's, you know, is there limitations as you get up? Absolutely. But when you're in the sixth and seventh grade, I think it's just a matter of working. Now, maybe you don't want to set a goal to have your kids get A's. That's fine. I'm not saying you should. All I'm simply saying is that the one thing I always want to tell my kids, you can do whatever you want. I'll support whatever you want, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you want to be a rapper, if you want to be a movie producer, you want to be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, you want to run a construction company, you want to do backhoes, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter. There's one common denominator for every human being that has a job and it requires discipline and hard work, right? It requires discipline and hard work. So I think one of the biggest things about dinner was we would address that at times and we'd have to work through that and they could express themselves. Yes. So um, <laughs> what, what what are your thought about uh, our dinners as a family? Yeah, and
0: that's really the second core value. You know, family dinner is so important, and there are so many studies. I, I didn't bring any of those, but so many studies that talk about, you know, having family-consistent dinner is so important. And we actually talked about that last week, and I mm-hmm. think it's really funny because Doug is exactly right about the – energy at our dinner table many nights and um our older two kids were like 11 and 12 and our little two-year-old at the time he would actually have to raise his hand to say anything yeah, he was sitting because, over there in his little chair yeah he couldn't get a word in and it was also you know then he was like five and six they were like 16 15 16 17 and those types of conversations with teenagers are not always appropriate for a five-year-old. So a lot of times, the only thing I would say during dinner is rated J. Yeah. Like rated PG, only rated J for Jake. Because maybe we don't want to go there at the Yeah, at the let's dinner. not have that.
1: Co- that was at mom's way of saying, table. this is an appropriate conversation for a five-year-old.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, the third core value we want to talk about is is really having fun as a family. And, you know, the goal that we had is just to be the most fun, right? I mean, we want Mm -hmm. them to have fun with their youth group, at school, with their friends. That's all important. But we're like, we want to be the most fun we can be. So they want to hang out with us. And um, one of the fun things we did, I think uh, we talked about last week a little bit, we went to uh, Europe for a few months. Several years ago. And over the course of that time, we drove 8,000 miles. Mm -hmm. I figure we, uh, downed about 300 shots of espresso between, um, all of us.
1: (laughs) I would say just you and Mackenzie. Uh,
0: Yeah. Well, that's more like it. Um, we visited 34 cities and most importantly, we went through five decades of music. Yes. Now they all share Doug's love of Fleetwood Mac. Yes. And they all realize, and were very surprised of the amount of knowledge Doug has of lyrics of boy band songs, (laughs) especially, you don't know, you're beautiful. He'll still break out that you don't have to do that. One
1: direction, man. I'm into it. They introduced me to one direction. I love boy band music. It's fun.
0: Yeah. 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 And then, like I said, you know, uh, during the COVID shutdown, when Jake was just at school online so long. I would think just 15 minutes, right? Because sometimes we feel like we're so busy, but sometimes even 15 minutes of of just doing what your child wants to do, right? At whatever age they're at, whatever they want to get into, give them that 15 minutes and make it so fun and all about them. And you'll be amazed at how that just turns their day around and sometimes turns their attitude around. Um, so family fun, that's kind of the third value I wanted to talk about. So Doug, do you want to add a little bit to that without singing anything from one direction?
1: (laughs) Well, I think what's really important. You were talking about COVID and how you have to pivot. And I, I think one of the things that's really important that we did to create fun in our kid's life is that every year we saw that the beginning of the school year or their birthday was a rite of passage. And so we'd say, okay, now you're this age. And that means you get increased privileges or you get to increase and have more fun in these areas because you're older now. The second thing we would do is we would always approach it to whatever they wanted to do for fun or whatever they wanted to do with friends is I always believed my job is to say yes, not no, but you always start off by saying no. To a lot of things. Yeah, and you, so, would,
0: you would do that a lot. Your teenage daughter looking back now when she was a teenager, she would agree with that.
1: Yeah. You know, it's always no, no, no. But the thing is, is I go, look, I, my job is to say, yes, you need to help me say yes. Yeah. Okay. You need to help me say yes. Otherwise the answer is no. And so, well, what, what do I need to make it say yes? And then that allowed us to clarify our values and all. And cause one of our values is safety. And we want you to be safe and we don't want you to be put in situations that your age, uh, creates a naivete and you don't know that these bad things can happen in these situations. And so instead of being legalistic and clamping down, we want you to learn how to think through that. And so we would teach our core values about how to be safe. And then I would say, help me say yes right. Help me say yes. And they started realizing. And so like one thing they started to do is say, dad, we want to go to the park or we want to go do this. And there's going to be a parent there. Oh, see, that helps me say yes.
0: Exactly. And you really have to help train them for that because you know, at first it's like, can I go to the park with, with Susie? Okay, well, when, what time, how long are you going to be gone? Is there a parent there? You know, going through that whole list and training them, you know, there were so many times we'd ask questions. It's like, well, come back when you have those answers. But it was so important to train that because like you said, it helped them think through that. Yeah. And I'll never forget, um, as Kinsey was getting older, she and I had a conversation one day and I said, you know, Kinsey, you're going to start doing more with friends and we need to have like a phrase, uh, uh, something you can call me and say at any time that I know you don't feel comfortable in a situation and I just need to come and get you, Mm -hmm. right? And so she goes, okay, mom, let's make it the sun is shining. And I said, well, you know, Kinsey, if it's at night in the evening, that'll be a little suspicious. And so we went with, you know, the age old my stomach hurts. Yeah. And and that and that was was really good. But um mm-hmm. it was kind of funny. The sun is shining. Sun I know, shining. I know it's midnight. Well, not like she was out till midnight, but I know, you know, yeah. the sun's gone down, but the sun is shining. So things like that helping them. And and so be the most fun you can as a family and then yeah, help them. To be safe and know how to have fun in, in really positive ways. So, so that's three core values really for yeah. us here. Mm-hmm. Articulate your family values together. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, family dinner is just one of the most important things. And number three, have fun. So Doug, uh, before I kind of close things out today, you want to wrap, um, up well, I just final think, thoughts?
1: yeah, I think ladies, you know, um, uh, don't underestimate your influence in, uh, in these situations. I know that most of the gals will be listening to this to get inspiration from Kim and your role is extremely important in a message. A few weeks back, we were, we were talking about, uh, the power of the feminine and, and Kim said, this statement said, is that the woman sets the tone and you do, you set the emotional tone in the house. And what that means is if you want to clarify family values, guess what? The family values get clarified. If you want dinner to be a critical part of your family, guess what? Dinner times will be a priority. And so, so oftentimes I think that women, uh, uh, don't realize that the husband wants to lead and create what the woman wants. And so this, the, the issue isn't that, You want your husband to come up with everything. The best thing to do is say, here are the things I like. I want communicate clearly what you want from your husband and then give him the opportunity to to initiate making that happen.
0: And also I would say, don't micromanage the situation, right? I mean, throw out what you want to do, honey, can we have a barbecue? And then don't go through the list of, you know, the 15 menu items and what everything he needs to do. Ask for his input. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, but we, as women do have so much power that way, but sometimes we, uh, venture over into control too much and, and we just lose a, a lot of lose a lot of the fun that way. Yeah. Don't right? you don't
1: want, you do not want to lose the fun. So your the power of, of your role and the power of your influence is overwhelming. And I think it's important to know that you should begin from this premise. And that is, is that I have been affirmed by God. In this role, I have value simply by the nature that God says. So Mm -hmm. God has set me apart. He's redeemed me. And then he says as a mother, as a wife, uh, even if you're a single mom, I have value. So I need to start from the perspective that I'm going to look at this situation as if I am already in charge. I already have value. I don't need this situation to create a psychological benefit to me. I don't need to manipulate the outcome so that I feel affirmed and valued. I already am. And when you already are, you're operating from a position of strength,
0: strength, exactly, yeah. exactly. And strength and security. And just to kind of wrap up today, first of all, thanks for watching. And, um, again, the, the show notes will, will have more of, of what's going on with our, our kids today, but this stat really reached out and just grabbed me and here's the stat 75% of all mental illnesses are established by 24 years of age. And I thought that just really pointed even more to how important families are, how important moms are, and how important dads are. And the time you spend with your kids, there's no substitute for that, right? Just being there on, on the fun days and the hard days, right? Some days it's really hard and not fun to be that parent, but it is so crucially important. And we see by that stat alone that kids that have that strong, secure foundation in so many ways, are going to do so much better as adults. And so we want to, again, we want to see you thrive in your faith, your family, and your work. Today we really focused on family. Next week we'll be focusing on something else. But every week it's um, looking at the news of the world, how it affects your world, and what you can do. So thank you very much for joining the Kim Peak Show.
1: All right, blessings, and stay tuned for next week.